Welcome to the Homeschool Show from North Carolinians for Home Education, where our goal is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and we have once again as our co-host, John. Hey. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good, good man. It's I'm, great to see I've you again. being here. I know. We've missed you being here. Um, so I was talking to my Uncle Steve the other day, and, uh, well, he goes by Steve, and uh, did you know he, he has absolutely no five-cent pieces? Okay. So we call him Nicholas. <laughs> okay. Right. Nicholas, all yeah. right. He's got these two dogs. He named them Timex and Rolex. I thought that was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. I said, why Why'd you name them Timex and Rolex? He said, they're watchdogs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. You got any for me today? I, no, I, I did not come prepared, but I, I appreciate those very much. Yeah. Dad jokes. Yeah, there we go. What do we got planned today? Uh, today we're going to talk about the homeschool news, the U.S. homeschool student population uh, for the 21-22 school year. And we're also going to be taking a look at homeschool conversations. We're going to listen to a conversation that I had with Brian and Mary Wall at the Thrive Conference this past May. And uh, they're going to share some really amazing lessons they've learned as new homeschoolers. Uh, our homeschool tip of the week, don't do anything for your kids that they can do for themselves. Makes uh-huh. me think of an interesting Tim Hawkins conversation there. Yeah. And then uh, homeschool helps with Amanda. Amanda's going to tell us about testing requirements in North Carolina. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's great. And it okay. uh, looks like we we got the memo. Right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We are coordinated. All right, let's dive into homeschool news. And what we're looking at is a study done by Dr. Brian Ray from the National Home Education Research Institute. And this is titled, How Many Homeschool Students Are There in the United States During the 2021-2022 School Year? So now that we've finished and they've been able to collect all the data, we can look back and see what happened. Of course, Mm -hmm. this is especially interesting because of the huge spike in the 20. and 21 school year from the pandemic, and we want to see what happened next. Right. So the purpose of this study is to estimate the number of homeschool students in the U.S. during 21-22 academic school year. The estimate is derived by establishing the size of nationwide school-aged population, ascertaining the percentage of all students that were homeschooled, and assuming a level of underrepresentation of homeschooling in the data that represents the portion of all students who were homeschooled. Homeschool registration and enrollment data from 14 states, data from the U.S. Census Bureau Pulse Survey, and findings from an Education Next nationwide survey were used. The conclusion is that there were an estimated uh, 3.135 million school-aged homeschool students, that's K-12, through in the U.S. during 21-22 school year. This is a decline of 16% from the preceding year, but still Hmm. much higher than the two prior years. Hmm. There were more homeschool students than Catholic school students and slightly fewer homeschool than public charter school students during 21-22. So if you look at the chart, which you can see uh, in the link, there'll be a link, of course, where you can go see the study, and there's a a graph. Mm -hmm. And, of course, there's a very steady increase over time, the last 40 years, homeschool population. Then there's the huge jump in the pandemic. Right. And then it drops back down to 16%, but it's still a greater increase than the increase in the past, which means the the overall increase is maintained. Right. Uh, even though we had the big spike, you know? Yeah. So uh, is, there, uh, is that indicative of, of people who tried it during the pandemic and then dropped off? Or yeah, I guess that, we, I, mean, I think that's the safest assumption is that a lot of people had to do it who didn't really want to do it. 
homes, yeah. uh, public schools and other schools opened back up yeah. and they went back, yeah. which was anticipated, right? Sure, sure. Although the homeschool student population uh, declined from 20 to 21, the upward ten trend of the past 40 years continued. So there's a table in the uh, report that you can look at also, and it lists the 14 states that were compared. Uh, they didn't use, they didn't have all the states, but that was the data, data that they had. So in the 14 states, um, North Carolina had the highest homeschool population as a percent of students in the state. Okay. Okay. So they rated those 14 states. Mm-hmm. And the question is, how many students, homeschool students in that state, uh, compared to the rest of the high school students or, or, you know, public school students? And we have a 9.39%. So we are the highest per capita homeschool student state out of these 14 states. Awesome. Um, now, that was based on what, as we've talked about before, the DMPE estimates as 1.6 students per ho- homeschool. And mm-hmm. as you know, mm-hmm. we've, you know, NCHG says at least two right, students right. per um, homeschool, which puts us up to 11% of the uh, student uh, population in North Carolina are homeschool right. students. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's good. And, and they, so the, <clears throat> excuse me, tongue tied there for a sec. Uh, so they're still basing it on the, that estimate though. The, the conservative one. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. right. Uh, and, and I still say there's more, you know. Yeah, more than guess. two. Yeah. But anyway. For sure. That's awesome. Uh, by the way, we want to announce uh, this. This came out a few weeks ago, but we want to announce to you the uh, speakers for the next Thrive Conference. We want, we don't want you to miss this. Uh, we're going to have Dr. Bill Brown from the Colson Center for Christian Worldview, mm-hmm. uh, Belinda Bullard, a Blessed Heritage Educational uh, Resources, and Kirk Martin. Kirk Martin's been there before, I mm-hmm. know. Yeah, from and Celebrate Belinda Calm too. Belinda's been there, okay, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Andrew Pudawa, who is um, a favorite every year, seems for like sure. from IEW, the Institute for Excellence in Writing, and he's been on this show, and uh, Stephen Megan Scheibner mm-hmm. from CharacterHealth.com, and Sonia Schaefer from Simply Charlotte Mason. So you don't want to miss that conference. Go ahead and put it on your calendar. That's the Thrive Conference, and the dates this year are May twenty fifth through twenty seventh for the year 2023. And if you want information about registration for the conference, you can go to nche.com and also find out information about hotels and that sort of thing as well. Um, Next thing we're going to talk about today is homeschool conversations segment. And we're going to listen to a conversation that I had with Brian and Mary Wall at this, at the 2022 Thrive Conference uh, this past summer. And they share some really great lessons that they've learned as new homeschoolers. And so we hope you'll be encouraged by this. We're going to take a listen right now. All right. Well, I'm at the Thrive Homeschool Conference with Brian and Mary Wall. And where are you guys from? Walkertown. Walkertown. That's real close to here then. Yes. yes. All right. right. So so you're not staying in the hotel. (laughs) No. No. But uh, now this is your second conference here, right? Second one. It was was your first one last year? Yes. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your what was your impression the first time you came? I think last year was just really a time of, of praying through. Does this what is this what God wants us to do? Right. Uh, I had felt pretty led that this is 
the direction we needed to move. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, my wife was she was still praying through this, and I was just kind of allowing her some space to do that. Mm-hmm. We both said that we don't want to do this out of fear. Mm-hmm. We want to do this because this is what God wants us to do. Yeah. If that's the case, then He'll take care of the rest of it. Uh, how do we teach our children? What mm-hmm. curriculum? All these type of things he'll take care of. Yeah. yeah. And so last year was really, uh, it just really settled in our minds, both of us, that this is what God wanted us to do. Yeah. yeah. Now, Mary, was that that realization? Did that happen here at the conference? Yeah. So we have two children, and since our oldest is about to go to kindergarten, you know, we pray about homeschooling, private school, public school, but right. we felt like God is calling us to the regular school, public school, which we are thankful. I mean, we have great teachers. But then last year, um, I guess the last, the year before that, when um, everything's happening, I think God keep, you know, pushing like in our hearts that, hey, the time is now. But I was, I'm from Indonesia, so I'm like, I don't know anything about education in America. I don't even remember (laughs) my own education. So it's like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I'm not, I feel like I'm not, you know, I'm not a teacher, so I don't know if I can do that. But um, after praying about it, and and we we, what was interesting, I heard, I've heard about Thrive Conference, but never really register or anything. So, but that one day I heard it in the radio, mm-hmm. and then it was like almost like this is what we need to do. So we registered, we got the early bird, and then there's so many different. Um, classes or whatever you call it, seminars for the new right. you know, people who are thinking about it. And I felt like, you know, there's a lot of crying and like feeling like <laughs> conviction, like God is really yeah. speaking that this is the time that we need to invest our children. It's not about like what I can or what I cannot do, but it's about growing them in maturity in Christ and being the people that God wants them to be. And as parents, that's our responsibility. So, um, we felt like I was really felt like God really speaking through the people, the classes or the seminars that we were in. Um, and I knew Brian already knew, but I felt like oh, I need that confirmation that God, you are calling us to do this. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, so we're really thankful for Thrive. What about this year? What, what's been uh, some of your highlights so far of the conference this year? <clears throat> I think again, what, I appreciate it. There's there's practical things that you learn about homeschooling, right? But just like I went was in Matthew McDill's uh, seminar about self self motivated children, but and he was reminding us again about the big picture. Of this we are investing, we're disciplining, and we're discipling our children for God's glory. They're not our children; they're God's children. Yeah. Uh, remember, there's things that you can't control. Uh, <clears throat> there's heart issues involved. Right. Mm-hmm. And that you, you need to continue to point them to Christ, His Word, and allow God to do the things that you can't do. Because mm-hmm. there's only so much that we can do. So, but yeah. it's our job to point them to them. Yeah. yeah. Mary, what about for you? What have been some of the highlights? I went to Rebecca Spooner's uh, Is It Enough? Because I think you have mm-hmm. that thing about as parents or mom or you know teachers that you feel like, is it enough? Did they get everything they need for this year? They're going to be able to answer all the questions in the test? or you know? So it was... To me, I, I still cry because I feel like, yes, Lord, <laughs> like it's God is reminding me that this is not about you. It's yeah. not it's not a reflection of who you are as a parent, as a mom. It, this is about, you know, growing your children in the way that God is bending them. And yeah. and I can't do it through like if they go to school for 
eight hours, and when they come home, they're so worn out. I am excited, but they're already tired. I can't do, there's so much we can only do at dinner time and after dinner. So this is really a chance for us to grow them. And it's very encouraging um, to be able to, it's kind of like a time to refresh our mind of, this is the purpose that we're doing this. So when we start, we start again. It's like, okay, let's start fresh. Yeah. I know for my wife and I, that's been uh, really one of the reasons that we come back every year. It's a, it's kind of our uh, recharge. It reminds us why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. It gives right. us opportunity to connect with different folks. I like that, that you have places for moms mm -hmm. and then yeah. you have places for dads. So like, yes. I think tomorrow, there's some moms that I want to go and Brian can go to the dads because I That's think true. we need that where yeah. we can be learning about moms and learning about dads. Any specific takeaways that, that, uh, that just were really powerful for you so far this weekend? I think it's one of those things of where God is discipling, discipling us mm -hmm. as we disciple our children. Yeah. And I think it's just that uh, because when they behave in a certain way, it's like, wow, that looks very familiar. <laughs> and you see more of that, uh, you know, and when the home We're growing special, up with them. That's yes, true. Yes, yeah. yes. I used to tease uh, children uh, before I had kids and said, hang in there, kids. It's hard to raise good parents these days. Yeah. And just kind of laugh. Now, after having children, I yeah. thought, you know, there might be a little more truth to that. God's having yeah. to raise me uh, yeah. to raise them. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a sanctification process. It is. It really is. And uh, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. It is. What about for you, Mary? Anything that stood I out? Think, I think like Rebecca Spooner was reminding us, it's very easy to compare things. Like is, um, is your homeschool or your curriculum that you choose for your kids, is that, you know, good enough for others? It might not be a popular brand or, you know, like you always yeah. think about, is this enough? So, but I think she was making a point about, you know, in the school, you want them to be this average, like line where the measurement is. But then you, you said, I don't want average kid. I want extraordinary kids. But I think it is true because our kids, each of them are special yeah. in their own ways. And we don't want them to be, even though they think, oh, your kids are weird. Like they, they feel that way because like those kids play these games and we don't play those games or we don't yeah. watch that. But it's okay to be weird. It's okay for, yeah. to be weird for Jesus. So, it's, it's, so I think it's a reminder that it's okay to be different, yeah. but doing what's right. Uh, yeah. And then we have to be able to fight that where the culture is pushing in a different direction. Mm -hmm. So, If you could say anything to folks who have never been here, uh, why would you tell them to come next year to the conference? Mm. I think um, it's a good place to, to kind of open your mind, I guess, because sometimes I think we're in that box of like this school has to be this way or that way. Mm -hmm. But it's a, a good place to just kind of open your mind of like, hey, it's different and it's okay to be different. But if God really speaking, I think it's a good place to listen because God is using the people, the speakers and the, the you know, friendship that we met. So it's just kind of nice to have that sense of community and just learning to to see what it, what is it, what is this homeschooling? Yeah. So, Brian, anything you would add? Yeah, I think it's just, as, as Mary was saying, just to come with an open mind. What does God want me to do? Mm -hmm. And knowing if he wants you to do this, he says that he will supply all of our needs. It's mm -hmm. his responsibility. Yeah. He's calling us to it, to provide those things and yeah. to kind of release that burden off of you. It's just, you need to find, Hey, is this what God's doing? Now let's obey him step by step. Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> and it was just amazing. And I think the thing that was helping Mary so much, she had all these questions. And it was amazing that all those questions were answered yeah. through outside of here, but a lot of them were answered right here when she talked to other moms or mm -hmm. whoever about homeschooling. Well, what about this? What about that? And it's just they were they were so gracious and just sharing their experiences. Oh, I understand. I, I had that same question. And so that I think coming and seeing that, hey, I'm not the only one that's asking that question or having that struggle, uh, we're okay. You know, Matthew, one of the things that really stands out to me when I hear their story, um, similar to a lot of other stories we've listened to about homeschooling, is this recurrence of the word calling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of homeschool families feel this sense uh, of this is not just something that they chose. This is something mm -hmm. that God prompted, and it and and I've heard so many stories, and our story is the same that. The conference is one of the ways that they receive confirmation of that. Uh, yeah, a lot of times right. people come Absolutely. and they're thinking about it. They've been considering yep. it and they're scared and they come and they get a dose of of uh, lots of great speakers and, and a community. And they say, wow, I really see this. You know, and I, have you guys experienced that as you talk to other families as well? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. And uh, if you remember, there is one interview we had a little while back uh, at this same conference where, you know, she came, but she had already decided to put her kid back in school. Yeah. And she said, man, I just got so convicted. Yeah. Holy Spirit was all over me. And I came home and I yeah. ripped that thing up. You know, it was just the moment yeah. of clarity, a moment for God to speak. Yeah. And Brian said that over and over, come ready, yeah, come open for God to speak to you. It is why, and I, and I hope our listeners will encourage people to come, it is why every time I hear someone say they've thought about homeschooling, I tell them, you have to go to the conference. Yeah. Um, because I know that if God's really calling them to do it, when they come to the conference, it'll seal the deal. That's right. Right? And so, I think uh, it's also important to point out in, in how the importance of the in-person experience. Yes. For that. Yes. You know, I just don't feel like watching videos and interviews online no. and reading books. It's it's not the same as being there with all the people. You know? it, it's not. And I think that it's too easy for someone, and, and we were there, uh, it's too easy for someone to uh, feel that prompting and uh, keep it to themselves, not talk about it, not go anywhere where they can experience anything, mm -hmm. and... and um, it makes it easier to walk away, yep. like you know, to kind of brush yep. it aside. So, um, I like what they said uh, that it, they were Absolutely. reminded it's not about them. Yep, it's about the kids and the discipleship process. So, and that leads us right into our homeschool tip of the week. Uh, the The tip of the week this week is don't do anything for your kids that they can do for themselves. I'm guilty of that. Um, yeah, I'm guilty of that a lot. <laughs> well, and that's interesting. That's the context of our culture right now is yeah. uh to as as we're about to read parents need to stop coddling their kids you know mm -hmm. and always saving them from every situation yeah um so this was prompted from an article i read titled i raised two successful ceos and a doctor here's the unpopular parenting rule i always used on my kids uh, and this is a uh, cnbc uh on nbcboston.com uh, just recently published, uh, parents need to stop coddling their kids. The more you trust your children to do things on their own, the more empowered they'll be. 
The key is to begin with guidance, uh, guided practice. It's the I do, we do, you do method. And so uh, anyway, this is super basic. But what it is is every opportunity that you see that your kids can do something on their own, Mm -hmm. you got to let them do it. And so when you say, hey, make your bed. Mm-hmm. And it looks like there's still somebody in it, like she says in the article. It's like that's, <laughs> it doesn't look made, but you know what? Practice, practice, yeah. practice. Uh, she also mentioned in here something that I related related to as a teacher um, when I taught Appalachian State. <clears throat> she said, "You know, uh, when my parent, when my students write a bad paper, I don't just flunk them. I yeah. say, do it again, mm-hmm. and I let them redo it, right. and I let them redo it, and I let them redo it." I don't. The goal isn't to give them a grade. The goal is to teach them. That's right. Yeah. And so she had a great success rate on all her students in their writing scores hmm. because she taught them and let them do it over and over. So it's similar to the kids. And I just want to end uh, this with a little bit of wisdom from the Word uh, to see how this is a biblical principle from Hebrews five fourteen. But solid food is for the mature. For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Hmm. You know, it's interesting. Uh, there are times that I made too many decisions for my kids, and I didn't let them practice their powers of discernment. Hmm. And, uh, hmm. you know, you got to give them space to figure out what's right and wrong and to talk to God about it. And it even goes back to what we were just talking about. When do they wrestle with, what does God want me to do? Mm. What's yep. God's calling on my life, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I, I think this is a, a great principle that um, is great, is for parents to think about how to train their kids in this way. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. Well, we're going to take a look at uh, our Homeschool Helps with Amanda segment today. Amanda's going to tell us how to fulfill testing requirements in North Carolina. So if you've had questions about that, take a listen right now. Hi there. Welcome to Homeschool Helps with Amanda. Today, we are going to talk about testing which is the part of our law that seems to give people the most anxiety or worry. But I'm here to tell you, you can just relax. Now, what does the law say about testing? First off, we have to give a nationally normed standardized test once per calendar year to every student that's a part of our homeschool that is over the age of seven. Next, we have to test on certain subjects. So mostly it's language arts and math. We have to also keep those results on file for a year. I recommend that you keep them forever just for your own records, but we have to legally keep them on file for a year. Now, what does the law not say? There is nothing in our law about a certain grade level that you have to test on. So if you have a child that struggles or that has special needs, there's nothing in the law that says the grade level test you give has to correspond to the age or the grade level they would be in public school. There's also nothing in the law that says your child um, has to give get a certain benchmark on that test. There is no pass or fail. The results also 
will not go to anyone else but you. You don't have to show them to anyone. Even if you are audited by the Division of Non-Public Education, the only reason that they want to see the results of your test is to prove that you did indeed give a test. That is it. Now, where do you get these tests from? There are many, many sources online. You can Google nationally normed standardized test and you will find a long list. You can also go to nche.com and you will find on our testing page a long list of testing providers and links where you can purchase your test. The last thing I want to tell you about testing is do not stress over this test. It is a hoop we have to jump through and I promise once you've been once you've been homeschooling for just a little while, you will never be surprised by your test results. You will know your child's strengths and weaknesses. You'll know if they struggle in math, but they're great in reading comprehension or vice versa. So please look at testing as a part of the law that we have to follow, something we have to do, but it is not something that we need to stress over or worry over. Again, just relax. I hope this is helpful today. Awesome. Thank you, Amanda, for that. And if you'd like more information about that, you can find information about testing on nche.com. There's a whole section of the website for that. And uh, we'll hear more from Amanda in the future. We want to thank you for joining us this week. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So send your questions and your feedback, please, to the homeschool show at nche.com and help other people find the show by subscribing, rating, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. And if you think this show will be helpful for your friends and family, please let them know about it. To learn how to subscribe to the show as a podcast and on YouTube, visit nche.com slash the homeschool show. Until next week, continue to homeschool with confidence and joy. Mm -hmm.